It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 460 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day. And today will be the last day that you don't get an updated intro from me. I need my coffee. You are too obsessed. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing wrong with your intro. It's just It's not story. new. Mine is not either. Yes, it is. Just the title switch. The intro part <laughs> itself is the same. Matt. <laughs> You change the words, so it's I a new intro. Three words that amount to little. <laughs> Today on the show, we're talking about our pandas. Also on the show today, Arby's drops a diss track. I cannot wait for you to hear this. I had to really articulate the words <laughs> because I was reading them and not reading them as they were I on the see. paper. Yeah. The first today is Thursday, April 7th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National Girl Me Too Day. Girl Me Too. Girl Me Too. <laughs> I have said that phrase uh, unironically. Multiple times online. <laughs> Girl, me too. Girl, me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also National No Housework Day. Girl, me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and National Burrito Day. That's okay. I don't want that. Girl, me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Hey, yes. Mm-hmm. Burritos all day. I don't got to do housework and I get to eat a burrito. What could be better? Can life get better? I um, submit that it cannot. Well. Uh, it, it is time for our Thursday rant, but this rant isn't from Mo. What? And it isn't from me. Huh? Uh, yes, Hold Tad up. in our chat. There are keto burritos, my friend. Keto burritos. Listen, I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you brought it up because I'm sitting here over here reading yeah. and I'm like, keto burrito. <laughs> you just wanted to say it. Yeah. There's a gotta, keto burrito. There's got to be a song somewhere. Keto a burrito. Keto burrito. Right. Keto burrito. This rant technically came in anonymously in our show voicemail a few weeks ago after Mo and I neglected to put any special attention on Pi Day, ay, ay, March ay. 14th. Here we go. Uh, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I I thought I knew who this was gonna be coming from until I heard the voice, and I don't actually recognize the voice. Uh oh. I might have heard it in the past, but it's not one that we hear on a regular basis. So I'll be interested if you recognize it or not. Okay. But uh, here we go. Uh, we're gonna play it, and and we'll also kind of go through what she said, just in case you don't hear the whole thing clearly enough. But here we go. I just had to call and tell you how very disappointed I am in both Matt and Mo for letting March 14th go by without even a mention of Pi Day. After all, it's the nerdiest of nerd holidays, and not even one peep? Shame on you. How can you call yourselves nerds? 
In this part of the United States, we celebrate Pie Day proudly by exchanging pies, and the pizza places go crazy with $3.14 sales. Maybe it's because one of you is so frightened of math, but that's still no excuse. I imagine you won't even mention the Ides of March today. I think it's time to turn in your nerd cards, my friends. In closing, May, I remind you, May 4th is coming. I only hope you can redeem yourselves. <laughs> Ding! Shots fired by somebody's grandma. Someone put us on blast. Okay, don't say somebody's grandma. You don't know. Yeah, I know. That might be mean. Maybe she's only 24. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's address this line by line. She said, I just had to call and tell you how very disappointed I am in both Matt and Mo for letting March 14th go by without even a mention of Pi Day. After all, it's the nerdiest of nerd holidays and not even one peep. Shame on you. How can you call yourselves nerds? So we did specifically like not... And we even, like, said this, I think. I don't know if it made it to the podcast or not, if it was just on Twitch. No, it was on Twitch. No, it was on Discord. Somebody said something about it, and we made... Oh, maybe it was on... I'm pretty sure it was still on the show, yeah. Like, we just gotten through all the holidays, and someone's like, why aren't you addressing uh, Pi Day, guys? And we are like, look, we've done so many Pi Days. There's two Pi Days every year. One is for Pi, and one is for the number Pi. And we're sick of pie days. And so we've done it every year for the last several years. We were going to take this year off. And somebody got really upset about it. And I, I, I guess, sure. Well, I mean, we admitted to it, but yeah. So second part of the message. In this part of the United States, we celebrate Pie Day proudly by exchanging pies. And the pizza places for, uh, have crazy three uh, $3.14 sales. Maybe it's because one of you is still frightened of math, but that's still no excuse. I'd really like to know like what I did that to this person because that was directly at me. Also, nobody I, said I, anything about you directly. I I don't I don't believe I don't believe that people are exchanging pies and pizza places are selling for three. Maybe one pizza place, you know, that's quirky. I don't believe it. Exchanging pies? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Uh, but that was pretty funny. What? What? Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, keep reading. Thirdly. I'm investigating. <laughs> I imagine you won't even mention the Ides of March today, which I I think we also did not mention. And the same person <laughs> said something about it. But it was Lark. Lark was the one talking about it at both times. So that's who I thought this message was going to be from because I was able to read it because it gives me a little transcript before I listened to it. And so I assumed this was Lark. Uh, was it Lark's mom? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Do you really not know who this is? I really don't. Yeah. Okay. I have a really good sneaking suspicion that it is Lark, but that she did like one of those voice alter things we be or able to, entered we be, in. She's got that little bit of a. No, no, no. Oh, that's true. A little bit of a speech impediment. She could have entered into one of those robotic reading things. No, because it mispronounced a couple things. Well, maybe. Because they do those do yeah. that too, don't they, sometimes? Uh -huh. Maybe. It's Lark. Maybe. <laughs> and she uh. and she's the only one who would feel comfortable enough and do it with like no shame whatsoever. 
It's Lark. <laughs> Lastly, uh, she said, I think it's time to turn back in your nerd cards, my friends. And in closing, may I... Re- no, see, there was inflection on that may. May I remind you, May 4th is coming. I only hope you can redeem yourself. Yeah, I she think that was... She could have too- entered may in all caps. I don't know. I feel them- like there was too much nuance in the nope. voice. I, I really play do. it again. I want to hear it again. After we... <laughs> I'm going to play the whole message again after I just read it. I'm fairly certain it's a recording. <laughs> I'll let you... I'll it's send it robot. to you and you can, you can research this week and we'll find it. Robot grandma. <laughs> Robo grandma. Look, we're going to celebrate May the 4th because May the 4th is fun. Pi Day is not fun. It is not the nerdiest of all holidays. I, I would say that May the 4th is more nerdy than Pi Day. Look, okay? Can Got I just, it? Okay, Matt, can Sorry. I say something really quick? I'm, I'm hot. I'm heated. To say that May the 4th, or March the 14th, Pi Day is the nerdiest of all the holidays, then that is insinuating that you can't be a true nerd unless you're a math nerd, right? Boom. Boom. Served. Yeah. And I have real issue <laughs> with that. I really do. Um, in fact, two, th- a couple Tuesdays ago, we had Cannon's end of season wrestling banquet mm-hmm. and one of Cannon's wrestling coaches, who I love dearly, I love her dearly. She's our neighbor. She's Her kids have been good friends with my kids for years. She is an algebra teacher at the high school and has been Cannon's math teacher from 6th, 7th, 8th grade, and now ninth grade. She has moved up with that class yeah. every year. Okay? She's Mr. Feeney. Exactly. <laughs> but she said something that really rubbed me the wrong way. At this wrestling banquet... As she calls up one of the wrestlers, she says, he's a great kid, just all around and incredibly smart. I have him in my algebra class and he is just by far one of the smartest kids I've known. Just incredibly smart. And I wanted to be like, wait one second. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Just because you're good at math means that you're incredibly smart. I suck at math, but I'm not dumb. I'm pretty smart. I mean. I am a pretty smart person. You demolished that friend's trivia. (laughs) That's a fact. That's a fact. So, but like I take real, real issue with people who insinuate that unless you're good at math, then you're not smart or Unless you celebrate a stupid, insignificant holiday in the middle of March, then you're not a real nerd. Mind your own nerd business, huh? Digging the deeper hole Granny. Digging a deeper hole Granny Grandmason. Go ahead and send us a... (laughs) Go ahead and send me another voicemail where you call me out. Despite all of this going on... We know that was a good humor voicemail, and we actually really do love it. And please send us a whole bunch more, that, everybody. That is afraid that I have now offended the person. It's okay that she offends me, but I'm... Yeah. You're the public eye. You're Chris Rock in this situation. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What was on Chris Rock's face the morning after the Oscars? Fresh Prince. I was going to say it. Okay, anyway. 
Oh, uh, so like oh, because we were fact. gone, <laughs> we were gone for we were gone for the two weeks, right? These last two weeks, yeah. And we've missed two big debates. I know. We missed the Chris Rock Will Smith thing, and before that, we missed the Are there more doors or more wheels in the world debate? <laughs> you might have missed it. We might have missed it. Right. But my kids didn't miss oh, it, yeah, and no. I, my head and could I've, have exploded. And I've argued, I've argued it multiple oh, times. Oh, my head could have exploded. I also sw- I've also switched teams on what that. What is your answer? Times. Currently, I'm leaning wheels, and here's why. Because I, you, in my opinion, you have to count toys. You have to count Hot Wheels and Legos, and there are. By f- there are more Hot Wheels cars, and it- I mean they make a billion or so a year. Every year they've been in existence, and they don't just disappear. So there are so many toy wheels on this planet, and like of all the Hot Wheels and the off-brand Hot Wheels and the Matchboxes and the Micro Machines and all that, like less than five percent of them have working doors. Okay, so I'm gonna simplify it. Okay, because when Topher originally asked this question and I immediately just kind of had this quick thought process and gave an answer and I'm still sticking by my original answer. What's your answer? Okay, I had to think of what has both items, right? doors and wheels, a car. Cars, yeah. Okay. Usually enough to equal out. No. Okay, explain. It has more wheels. When you can eight, an average car has more wheels than it has doors. How so? You have the steering wheel. Okay. And you have the spare tire. Oh, spare tires. I haven't thought about spare tires. Then there's also a whole bunch of motorcycles and a whole bunch of two door cars and a whole bunch of like skates and bikes and training wheels and so like i said i wanted to simplify it and think of the one thing that i knew had both Mm -hmm. and just kind of go okay well what what does it have more of it has more wheels yeah that's what i mean that's that was initially my thought and then like people are talking like well like office buildings or ups uh like all the mailboxes, individual P.O. boxes, okay. all the banks with all the little doors. There's a thousand of those tiny little doors everywhere. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But then, like, the 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 wheels that we're on on these office chairs, there's five of them. But then each of them is actually a dual-wheel system. Uh-huh. So every office chair has ten wheels. And so if you go to a big office... That, you know, has a bunch of cubicles. Most cubicles don't have doors, but there's uh, hundreds of office chairs with 10 wheels a piece. Like, that's going to be more than the doors in the office building, I'm pretty sure. But I did a count at my house. And, like, before even adding the kids' cars, there were far more wheels. Uh, and you're than, not even looking doors. into the mechanisms of anything, right, how right. anything's running. Yeah. And you know that there are wheels, gears... Inside of so many things right. within our homes that we can't... Oh, even like drawers, like drawer systems, yes. like especially the ones that, like hotels, which uh-huh. are, there are a lot. There's like five rolling wheels on every drawer on every side to make it that smooth glide in and out uh-huh. system. Like there's a lot of hidden wheels, but there's yeah. also a lot of hidden doors, things that could be considered a door by a hinge that opens um, outwardly. It got to the point to where like <laughs> Cannon and Topher are on opposing sides and <laughs> oh, Cannon and I, I, that's fun. Yeah. Cannon and I are on the same side. Topher says doors. 
and I think that Topher says do- says doors just because Cannon and I said wheels. Yeah, I feel um, like that would be something he'd do. Uh huh. I'm convinced <laughs> of that. And it got to the point where I was like, forget this, Google. <laughs> We're Doesn't googling help. it. Doesn't help. <laughs> and Topher's like, yeah, mom. That's why this that's, isn't a, a, yeah. an argument. That doesn't help at all. There is no way for us to actually get an answer. Uh-huh. And so there's like, nothing we can do. Uh-huh. Whatever. Um, so we're not allowed to have this discussion in my home anymore. Yeah. Danger is team doors all the way. And so we've had multiple discussions <laughs> about what what qualifies, what doesn't, like, how does this work? And, yeah, it's... Um, like, do sliding doors count? Do roll-up doors count, like garages? It says door and thing. Listen, and I'll keep do, saying, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, it counts. Oven, Tell me how many wheels are on that oven, garage door! Oven doors, <laughs> um, laundry, like, machine doors, yeah, all uh-huh. that. Like, well, the top one doesn't, because that's a lid. It's it's called a, a lid to the washing machine, not a door. <laughs> so, like, our filing cabinet, those would be drawers, not those doors. drawers, not doors, yeah. And they have wheels, I they believe. have wheels, I yeah. Believe. Mm-hmm. They the roll. Inside. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm just saying. In there this are two office, t- there's quite a bit more wheels. There, there are, are two doors. types of people in the world: <laughs> wheels and doors, and only one of us are right. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. This week in Nerd History, the man comes around. Nerd History. WrestleMania 38 happened this past weekend, featuring two nights of matches, essentially two full pay-per-views, or premium subscription events, or whatever they call them now on Peacock. This is the third year they have decided to split the showcase of the Immortals up into a two-night event, the first being WrestleMania 36 in 2020, which was a relatively underwhelming event with no fans in attendance due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This has proven to be a good move, given that the last one-night WrestleMania, the 35th edition, occurring on April 7th, 2019, ran a staggering 7 hours and 19 minutes, including the pre-show, making this WWE's longest uninterrupted pay-per-view event ever. Personally, watching this show was fun, but by hour 5, I was fatigued. As were most of the fans watching, and even the ones in attendance at the event were running low on steam, a fact that was audibly and visibly apparent as the night slogged on. That being said, this show featured a couple memorable moments. Monumental ones, in fact. The first being Kofi Mania. Kofi Kingston breaking through and winning the WWE Championship from Daniel Bryan. This is one of the best feel-good moments in WrestleMania history. However, this was not even the main event. The entire show concluded with the first time a women's match was the main event of WrestleMania, where the man, Becky Lynch, won both women's championships, defeating Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. You can bet that the crowd was reinvigorated by this final match, which made history in spectacular fashion and solidified the legitimacy of the women's division finally being taken seriously in wrestling. However, given that East Coasters found themselves going to bed after 1am to see this match, I'm sure we're all grateful that we now have two nights to take the whole show in. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for our fact of the day. Uh, fact of the day. According, to a, according to a study conducted in 2022, there are officially more wheels than doors. <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a fact. <laughs> factory, factory lines, like he says, assembly lines. Those are all wheels. Those big rolling rollers. Those are all wheels. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. I think I've done some of these facts before, so it kind of makes it very difficult. Um, but the world wastes about one billion metric tons of food each year. Yep. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Food waste is a huge problem. How big? About 931 million metric tons. That's how much food that researchers with the United Nations estimate es- yeah, estimate was wasted in 2019, according to the Food Waste Index Report of 2021. Esta, est, esta, estimate. Hey, don't be rude. <laughs> and now um. it is time for SSA News. We're going to share a weird news story with you and build... Oh, 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 sorry. This started without me. <laughs> terrified me. <sighs> we're going to build... No, we're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. Oh, man. That really did scare me. So, push it, T. Push it. Oh, no. Joins with Arby's. To drop a diss track on McDonald's. I'm not even going to read about it. I'm just going to let you hear it. Let's go. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I got to crush it. Filet-O fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs is stage left, the sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Say less, this argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet o fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look. I could sell water to a well. How could you ever think I'd fail? Yeah. The crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah. If you know me and you know me well, all fish is going to tip that scale. This is a paid advertisement brought to you by the unrivaled, the unparalleled Arby's. Isn't that fantastic? I'm not hating on it at all. That's fantastic. Not even one bit. That's a great, great diss track. But seriously, Arby's. Who's, why? (laughs) Their advertisement strategy actually has been um, very unique and very nerd-centric for the last couple of years. Like every ad that you see, um, like on, on Facebook or whatever, is usually them using like Arby's packaging or Arby's food to build some sort of homage to like a video game or an anime or, or something 
you know, nerdish out there. Yeah. Which has been really neat. They've they've done stuff for wrestling. They've done, you know, they've done different pop culture things. And it's always shared all over the place because of how cool it looks, which is brilliant. Yeah. And I feel like that is just, this is just another one of those uh, brilliant ad campaign ideas that's going to get shared massively just because whoever thought there would be an Arby's diss track on McDonald's, let alone that the topic of that would not be about McDonald's broken ice ice cream machines. <laughs> that it's about their filet of fish. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, I love it, though. I agree. So today's white answer card to add to our future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is Pusha T's Arby's-themed rap album, We Have the Beats. <laughs> this has been SSA News, sponsored by BackRowGames.com. Arby's, we, we have, have the, the beats. beats. <laughs> we got this the was... beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. This was not... Beat. Actually sponsored yeah. by Arby's at all. This is we just got the beat. brilliant. Sorry. Brilliant stuff. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Like any awesome ministry, our existence partially relies on amazing people partnering with us financially. As the chief radio nerd and a nerd culture missionary, I have the honor of running LTN Radio, curating the music, planning out the schedule, editing several podcasts and specials, video editing, running the YouTube channel, the LTN Radio Twitch channel, being a part of the social media team, and of course, co-hosting the Back Row Morning Show four days a week. And all of this to share the love of Jesus with nerds and nerd culture. And while I do this, I'm looking for people to join my support team to help me take care of my family financially at the same time, as well as help fund any trips and tech upgrades that come throughout the year. If you are willing to learn more, please visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat, or even reach out to me directly with any questions you might have. But even if you can't help me financially, I also covet your prayers for me and for all of Love Thy Nerd. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we're talking about turning red and some of the controversy around it. So far, we've given our initial reviews and discussed with our Discord some of the controversial parts. And we talked about the bad Christian habit of jumping on a banning bandwagon with very little personal research. But today, we're going to go back to the movie's topic and talk about that special time in every young person's lives. Puberty. (laughs) So, of course, the whole movie is kind of an allegory for puberty uh, slash girls getting their period if we're going to take it a little bit more fine-tuned. But in all, it's really about kind of a coming-of-age thing. So Mm -hmm. did you feel that this movie represented this for you as an official 100% certified lady type person? (laughs) Um, In a lot of ways, yes. Yes. Even... uh, 
from the very beginning of the movie when she's drawing the images in her in her journal mm, and yeah. she just finds herself out of nowhere like thinking these thoughts and feeling these emotions and then knowing instantly that they're not I don't want to say not good but that she's she shouldn't be having these But they're thoughts. coming yeah they're coming from a yeah. lustful place. Yes. Um and then wanting to hide it. Um and then that whole battle that internal battle of you can't feel these things. You, you know, you have to make your mom proud. You have to make good choices. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> I would say about 98% of it nailed, yeah. nailed it on the head for me personally at, at that time in my life. I think that's even for, for parents who are comfortable talking about the like body changing aspect of puberty with their kids, I think that's one of the things that we still kind of omit is that the fact that a lot of puberty revolves around the fact that we're starting to feel like sexuality, like yeah. emotions and feelings and lust, and we're noticing body parts and things on other mm -hmm. people that uh, we don't understand why we like Yeah. <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> and, Just kind of seemingly out of nowhere. Right. And yeah. that was very confusing for me as a kid. Um, like, my parents never talked to me about any of that stuff, you know, didn't prepare me for what was happening. Uh, and so I didn't know what was happening. Uh, all I knew is that suddenly I was very interested in what stars had playing late at night, uh, when my parents was, were asleep. <laughs> yep. And then of course, this was the time when, uh, the personal family computer, the home computer started becoming a common thing. Mm -hmm. And so... We eventually got our own computer in the living room there. They connected to the internet. Back in the old days, we're connected to the internet. sounded like, you know, that kind of thing. took forever, and you couldn't use the telephone while you were on the internet. Yep. Um, and I was left home a lot, alone, during this time. And so puberty for me actually went hand-in-hand hand with discovering pornography, mm -hmm. which was a terrible way to... Experienced puberty, I'm just going to say. Like, it, it messed me up, not understanding what was going on and growing into this. And, like, it became uh, almost a dependent part of me from just the first rumblings of, you know, starting that process. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I also learned really quickly how to hide that fact. And so I only ever got caught looking at that stuff one time mm -hmm. and did a fine job explaining it away. Uh, and it was like one of the biggest addictions I ever had for like 13 years of my life. Like yeah. it, it was a huge problem. And a lot of, a lot, especially boys, I know there's quite a few women who also go through that struggle, but, but I, f I feel like the majority of boys uh, struggle with that. Uh, on one level or another, uh, you know, there have been several studies done that have found like, yeah, it's just it's 100 percent of boys look at this stuff like there's no escaping seeing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and this whole episode's not about pornography, I promise. <laughs> I know it makes people uncomfortable, but that's just that was my experience, you know, early on. And so I learned everything about my changing body and, you know, 
lustful feelings and all this of the very wrong way, the very flipped opposite of reality, opposite of what God intended kind of way. And it would take me many years to kind of unlearn all those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like, I don't know for sure, but I feel like if my dad had sat me down one day, you know, when I was 11 or 12 and talked to me about some of this stuff, prepared me a little bit for what was going to happen and what I'd be attracted to and what is healthy and what's not, feel like I might have been able to shorten that struggle a yeah. little bit yeah. or at least had the knowledge behind it to know it was uh, going to get worse if I didn't do something about it. Yeah. Know? I think the struggle is predominantly a male struggle simply because boys feel this um, or men feel this responsibility in knowing and understanding that one day I'm going to have a relationship with a woman and it's going to be my job to pursue her. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so you don't have these conversations with your parents. And so you kind of take it into your own hands as, okay, well, how does this actually work? You know, really? (laughs) I didn't Um, say anything. So (laughs) you begin to look into what truly is your responsibility, if you will, quote unquote. And and, and that extends to, um, like, I feel like a lot of men think that if you don't watch this stuff and like learn from it, you're not going to know what to do Right. when you get to have yeah. intercourse for the first time. Yeah. You think that all this is real life and none of it's, <laughs> none of it's real life. Right. But unfortunately, I feel like maybe that's starting to shift because so many people are growing up experiencing that men and women as what they think sex is that a lot of people are treating that as, yes, this is what this is. And it's completely devoid of any Mm -hmm. actual commitment. Yeah. It's just weird taboo things. (laughs) How many weird taboo things can we do in one night? Yeah. And that's dangerous as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is coming from the fact that, and we we, mentioned this, I think on Tuesday, a lot of it's coming from the fact that there are more and more people now who are saying that this is fine. Yeah. Even good, Mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. We're giving a lot of praise to things that are not praiseworthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, it, it breaks my heart to say, but I know coming from a parent's perspective, having these conversations is hard. It is difficult. It is awkward. I'm not looking forward to it at all. I, I can remember being about 14 years old and that was when I had my first serious boyfriend and my mom, it was actually a secret. My mom knew that I had a boyfriend. My dad was completely against it and not at all condoning the way that this all played out, but it, it was reality. It's how it happened. Um, And so I had confided in my mom about this boyfriend and how serious I thought that we were. And she told me one day, Megan, if it ever gets to the point to where you are sexually serious, you need to let me know so that we can do something about it. And that was the first time that I can remember hearing my mom like say that word in front of me. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is weird. (laughs) Um, No, thank you. Yeah. You know, um, (laughs) 
And while I know that she was just doing her very best at what she thought as a mom she needed to do to protect me, mm-hmm. I made a commitment very early um, with our kids that I was going to set a different standard and I was going to let them know, listen, what I want for you is for you to remain pure. And there's going to be temptations. There's going to be things that you feel. And all of those things are okay. Those are good things. They are natural things, you know, but they have to be contained until the time is right. Um, And so having those difficult conversations with your kids and not just once, but you got to have them a lot (laughs) and you just kind of got to keep reminding them of those standards and that there's nothing to be ashamed of in all of these feelings, Yeah, you know, in all of the changes, it's not something that's shameful, but it is something that has to be contained until the time is right. You know, um, I, I, my least favorite part was when the mom, and I said this, I think, um, when the mom ripped out the pages from, mm-hmm. from May's journal and just completely, humiliated her in front of a number of people. Yeah. But also that shame, that inner shame that May was already feeling that just validated that. Yeah. You know, instead of kind of going, okay, we're here. Hold on. We got to have a conversation. Let's sit down. You know, instead of it was okay for the mom to freak out a little, Mm -hmm. but let's not shame our children. And let's not humiliate them, especially for things that are natural, things that are going to happen. Yeah. You know, I think that's the really dangerous part is as parents, it's our job to protect them. And sometimes that even means protecting them from ourselves and from our own feelings. So you're absolutely right. Uh, and when it, when it comes to this, we talked about this a little on Tuesday, but when we come to this, we know that for, for our generation, who are parents now and maybe maybe the generation before us, a lot of us didn't have the correct kind of talk you know, mm. from our parents because our parents had never had it and they didn't right. know what to do. Uh, and it was only becoming kind of an idea of, yeah, you need to sit down and talk to this stuff, <laughs> talk to them about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it is our responsibility now, especially if you didn't have that, to be better, to do this better, to sit down and break this cycle of silence when it comes to these kind of uncomfortable topics. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to know how to do that right off the bat. Definitely don't go in blind. (laughs) Talk to some people that have done it. Find some books out there. Um, I I don't know a specific uh, girl-centric one, but I know that uh, Every Man's Challenge, which is part of the Every Man's Battle series, Mm -hmm. that one is specifically about... Um, I think, I think it's that one. <laughs> every man's challenge. It's either every man's challenge or every man, God's man. But one of those two, um, is specifically about how to talk to your kids about, you know, puberty and, and lust and pornography and all those kind of things before it becomes a habit in their lives already. And spoiler alert, it's going to happen a lot younger than mm-hmm. you were even, yeah, uh, it's this this change. And uh, I'm not sure science uh, is completely understanding of why. But this these these puberty changes tend to be happening younger and younger now, not just the awareness of sex and things of that nature, but the actual bodily changes are starting to happen younger and younger. And so 
probably <laughs> probably have these discussions a couple of years before you think you need to, because otherwise you might just completely miss it. Yeah. And you're two years late mm-hmm. jumping in, trying to, to fix things that have already been set in place mm-hmm. in their mind. Um, and don't let it freak you out. Yeah. Honestly, don't let it intimidate you. Don't let it scare you. I think the best piece of advice that I can give walking through this twice already, continuing to walk through it, um, is to pray Hmm. and as silly as some people may think that sounds okay, Mo, we're just going to pray. No, pray going into the conversations, you know, because believe me when I say God will work through you, God will guide those conversations. God will guide the heart of your children to be able to receive and hear the things that they need to hear in order to protect them long-term. So... think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we're going to answer and ask us anything question from Twitch. So I think right, the, the, when we're recording this right now on Twitch is, is actually uh, not our normal recording time. It's in the middle of the Saturday where WrestleMania is coming up and... Uh, the LTN Arcade is happening. So most of our people are participating in the LTN Arcade. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we don't have a whole lot of folks who've been with us, but one person who has been with us for this entire show is our buddy Tad. Tad! So Tad, you get the honor. Ask us our question. Ask us anything. Anything you want. And get we embarrassing. Gotta it. Get weird. I guess. Do whatever you gotta do. Say what you want. Say more. <laughs> now. Ah, uh, what, what nerdy ner- thing <laughs> Go ahead. would you like to get the other into? Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. You got to go first. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that you're not into. <clears throat> I mean, you're not really into wrestling. You like a lot of the people and the idea of it. And you're into like amateur wrestling, which is weirdly named because that's real wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say that then. Um, I did get you into pop collecting. You did. At least partially. It's it's at least a good chunk of it's my fault. Oh, yeah. It is your fault. (laughs) It's all right. 
right. You can have all that blame. Yes. Um, hmm. 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 Okay, what do I go on about that you start to glaze over every time I talk? <laughs> I feel like there's a few things. <laughs> this is a pretty difficult question. I'm going to say. I mean, look, everybody deserves, like, Tad is suggesting Green Lantern. I'm like, yeah, everybody deserves to be into Green Lantern and to, to experience the joy of that like I have. But I don't just want to say that, you know, it just doesn't, I've never tried to get her into that. This this feels like a question of, like, what what's something that I've tried to get her excited about? And she's like, nah, I don't care about it. You know what I mean? Like that kind and of thing. And if I had to choose between... DC and Marvel. I would choose DC. Would you All really? Yes. I need a high five for that. 100%. So I, happy. I think that we've talked about this before. I grew up with Batman. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. And so I uh, I prefer DC over Marvel. I, and I don't hate Marvel by any means, but if no, I'm going to... I don't either. Yeah, if I'm going to watch something... But if we have to have a loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Man. Man, this is a surprisingly really difficult question. It is very difficult because I think for the most part, like, Matt and I know each other well enough to know that if we have, like, a a loyalty to something, that the other one needs to try it. Like, if we are the type of person, I don't know, we don't go around saying, like, this is the best thing ever. And so we know that when the other one does say that... That it's actually mean something. Right. It's a and weighted we usually, statement. Usually do. Yeah. Try to experience it somehow. Uh huh. Yeah. So, Tad, we are going to give you the opportunity to pick a different question because <laughs> we can't are, give you a good answer. So there okay. are two things. I don't necessarily know that I would consider them a nerdy thing. They definitely are not a nerdy thing. But there are two things that I really wish that you would get into. Okay. So that we could experience them together with our families. Okay. Cruising. Yeah, not a fan. And amusement parks. But I did try the cruising. Yeah. I like amusement parks. I know, but you don't like... I. This is silly because the more amusement parks that I go to, the more that I realize I have a fandom of amusement parks. <laughs> I really do. And I rate every single amusement park. Yeah. Hands down, Dollywood is the best amusement park to go to at Christmas. And I have figured I out why. I honestly would love... To go to Dollywood. You have Anytime, to go at Christmas. especially at Christmas. Do you want to know why? Tell me. Chris and I had this long discussion and we figured out why. So most amusement parks are stationed, positioned somewhere near an airport. It just makes sense, right? That you yes. would have yeah, yeah, an yeah. airport near an amusement park. Well, lights, most amusement parks are restricted on how many lights they can put up at Christmas because it will negatively interact with airplanes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whereas Dollywood is surrounded by mountains. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so they don't have those same restrictions. So they go nuts. And so they go nuts. Yeah. I would uh-huh. love that. Yeah. I think I'd love to go to any major amusement park at Christmas, honestly. Oh, it's my favorite Disney time. Disney Christmas would probably be great. It is my favorite time to go to any amusement park is at yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. All right, so Tad gave us a different question here. Was your first kiss a success or a complete fail? Oh, my gosh. 
Okay. And again, just for anyone who's unfamiliar with us, that's not between us. <laughs> we're not, we're not, not, not now, not, not then, not ever, uh, yeah. have been. So right. uh-huh. first kiss ever with anybody you've, you've, uh, you're very first, like as a teenager, when, when was your first kiss? Um, I was 15. I was 15. You went until 15, huh? Yes. Amateur. Uh, <laughs> it was the summer before my freshman year. And oh my gosh. <laughs> my parents were on a missions trip and this, uh, a friend of ours who was like an older brother to me, he was, I don't want to say babysitting, but he was in charge of my brother and I for the week while my parents were gone. And he had this brilliant idea. He knew my boyfriend at the time. And so he was like, you know what? We're going to go on a double date. He and his girlfriend had been dating for almost six years. And so they took my boyfriend and myself at the time on this double date. And in the back of their car with Scott driving and Angie sitting passenger seat, my boyfriend at the time went in for it. And I <laughs> My first ever kiss was super awkward. I asked Scott years later, did you know, like, did you hear that? And he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> of course we heard that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. I can't even, I'm saying it was a complete fail. That's a total fail. Funny. Like, That's freaking funny. Okay. <laughs> So my first one happened when I believe I was like eight. Okay. Now listen. Why? It wasn't initiated by me. I'm pretty sure the girl, you know, her mom let her watch all these romantic comedies or whatever with her or something. So she had all this idea in her head. So we were going, we wanted to go to a movie together. That's all. Like I thought, I, I mean, I liked her as much as you can like anybody when you're eight. But so we're going to a movie and... Um, both of our moms are like, okay, but well, we're going to go with you and we're going to see a movie that we want to watch too. So we wind up watching grumpy old men. That's the movie that we went to see grumpy old men, uh, which honestly at eight, eight years old, I loved and I still love. It's one of my favorite movies, <laughs> It is a good movie. <laughs> but anyway, not particularly it explains a so much about movie you. or a romantic <laughs> movie. Uh, so we're sitting next and she got like dressed up. Like we were going to some sort of child prom. Like it was weird. Like she's in like this pink dress thing. Her mama was trying to marry uh, her off at eight years old. <laughs> so, so we're like we're like just sitting next to each other, and now they're sitting like up. We're like the only ones in the theater because it's like the one o'clock showing on a school day, you know, or whatever. Because we're we're visiting uh, up here, my grandma. Uh, and so they're sitting up in the in the top. We're sitting like towards the the front. And she's like leaning on me slowly and like putting her head on my shoulder. <laughs> and I'm like, this is weird, but kind of cool. <laughs> you know, as you are when you're a nerd, little, little nerdy, <laughs> little nerdy boy. And like she, she, uh, like says my name or whatever. And I just turn to look at her and she like leans in and just kisses me right on the mouth. And I didn't know what to do. So I'm just like, <laughs> Staring forward at the screen, going, I don't know what that was. <laughs> and my mom saw it happen, you know, the silhouette <laughs> of what was happening, 
rushed down there and like said, Matt, you need to scoot over two seats, please. <laughs> so we watched the rest of the movie, not even in arm's length of each other. <laughs> Have you ever asked your mom about that? Like, did she go back up and sit next to the girl's mom? And like, how did they that? Were, they were really good friends at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think I have ever asked her about it. Uh, I'm not sure she'd remember if I did. But, but uh, yeah, that was my awkward first kiss. Yeah. And then I like never saw that girl again until we were uh, like older teenagers. Like I was already in a relationship with Daedra. Like that's how long time had gone. And uh, it was a weird reunion. Yeah, I think <laughs> we did talk about that once briefly. Before not really talking to each other ever again. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, so I want to read uh, Tad's comment here. So he said he was 10 years old when he had his first one. So the girl told me to close my eyes, and she kissed me at 10. My first kiss was not consensual. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think I've told this on the, the show before, but, like, I had a girlfriend in first grade who went around telling everybody that we did kiss. Yeah. And uh, we did not. Not even, we'd never even, we'd never even been alone to kiss. And I was really weirded out by that. I'm like, why, why is she telling, I didn't even ask her directly, I think. I'm just like, why is she telling everybody that? I don't understand what's going on. Uh, again, I think her parents were like <laughs> exposing her to all kinds of, Adult shows and things that you know I never seen before. Uh, watching Winnie the Pooh chasing heffalumps or whatever, Winnie you know, and, <laughs> and everybody else is growing up way too fast around me. Um, but yeah, so I got I got a uh, rumor shamed or whatever. <laughs> I was in first grade for something I didn't do. Uh, and you mean you didn't make a big stink about it? Girls intimidated me. I'm just saying, like you, you got shamed in some way. No, no. I mean, I guess at the you time, I'm like, it didn't, at it. the time, it didn't really bug me all that much. I'm just like, why is she doing that? I don't understand. Why didn't she kiss me first and then do that? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. All right. I lost a lot of respect for Tad now. <laughs> I dumped her and dated her twin sister one month later. <laughs> He was 10. Give him a break. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I was 10. I didn't know anything, okay? That's fantastic. Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Titus 2, 11, and 12. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. 
Love Thine Earn is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.